Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And free with Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, usually I would have a forecast in front of me, but I but I don't. And I, uh, oh, 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 I do. Oh, I do. Sunny. How about that? High of 36 tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 39. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. There are things going on in today's show. I would love to share them with you. Yeah. But I figure I'm going to put that on your shoulders today. Well, yeah, because I usually don't. I usually give you all the information. I just sent you a TikTok video last week about it. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Young from Deerfield having a little bit of issues with the uh, with the town people. And uh, the more videos that I watch of uh, this woman, the more interesting it gets. And I I don't know, you know, what's going on. So we're okay. going to talk to her and figure out. Why the heat isn't on at her apartment? Has she uh, has she checked the thermostat? You know what? That's the first thing we should ask her. Sometimes if you tap it a little yeah, bit, yeah, just to tap it, just, just like, a little bit. Put like a little uh, like a like a wet cloth over the top of it. I used to do that in school. I never thought got of that. Too hot in the classroom. The teacher would take a wet paper towel and put it over the uh, thermostat to shut it off. See, our teacher would just turn the lights off and open the windows. I guess we come from different generations. Boy, do we ever. (laughs) Do we ever. So there's that and other things, too. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. And the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. And then uh, rain moves in for the weekend. Yay. It's 29 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Isn't that... Uh, Bing Crosby, I'll have a wet Christmas. Uh, blue. I'm dreaming of a white, a wet, white. a wet Christmas. Yeah, no, are you sure? Pretty sure that's not is it. Is that a Kardashian? That, yeah, save that one for later. <laughs> all right. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Um, yeah, ready there to try it again? Yeah. Uh, there there you go. Go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. There's something new for a change. We'll start off with some good news. Okay. The Gary Sinise Foundation announced that it's hosting 800 families of fallen military heroes at Walt Disney World as part of its Snowball Express program. The five-day Disney experience kicked off on December 3rd and ran through or runs through December 7th. I don't know if they're doing this already or they have done it. Because the news just came out yesterday. It sounds like it might be for next year. It's December 3rd through December 7th that allows families to spend time together while honoring their fallen, while cultivating relationships and making special memories together in a safe environment. Does the story say they did do this or they're going to do this? That it is hosting. It might It might have happened already, and they didn't want anybody to know about it, so now they're having it now. Yeah. So it should be they did rather than they are. Because they are, but something that happened two weeks ago makes no sense. It must have happened already because it said Snowball Express initially came to Walt Disney in 2018, and this will be the largest gathering of Snowball families with almost 2,000 loved ones. So I don't know if it happened or not. Yeah, boy. Well, hey, you know what? That's good news either way, right? Good for him. Yeah. Uh, one of the more delightful surprises in Avatar The Way of Water is when Edie Falco pops up as General Francis Ardmore, a new military commander on Pandora. You don't even have to tell me anymore. It already sounds so much better. Well, 
here's the thing. Ardmore is on a mission to make Pandora a hospital for the human race, as Earth is dying and the human population will soon need a permanent home. Falco was not prominently featured in any marketing materials, so you'd be forgiven for not knowing that the four-time Emmy winner plays a crucial supporting role in the Avatar franchise. Falco, her, Falco herself didn't even know th the movie was released. That's not uh, That's not going to be good for her collecting her paycheck. During an interview on The uh, the View, Falco revealed she shot her scenes in Avatar The Way of Water over four years ago. So much time went by in between filming and the 22 2022 release date that Falco had simply assumed the movie opened in theaters and just didn't perform too well, and I never heard about it again. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of you don't think about that with how many projects these actors are in, especially somebody who's, you know... Very successful, like Edie Falco. Yeah. She's in, like, wasn't she? She was in that Nurse uh, uh, Nurse Jackie. Nurse Jackie. But she's been in a ton of different stuff. So she, it's like you think that they only focus on one, but they're probably doing multiple tryouts and, and auditions per day. And this is mostly like a voice job. Yeah, because it's an avatar. Yeah, so she probably was, you know, wasn't even thinking about it. That is kind of interesting. Oh, I forgot all about I was in one of the biggest movies of the year. <laughs> Sorry about that. Amber Heard is uh, will pay Johnny Depp the $1 million to settle their long-running legal battle in which each accused the other of domestic violence. The sum is a significant reduction from the $8.35 million she was ordered to pay after a six-week trial in Virginia earlier this year. The payment is expected to come from her insurance carrier. In a statement, Depp's attorney said the, uh, that he would donate the money to charity. His attorneys have previously said that the case was never about the money for Depp. In her own statement, Heard said that she had lost faith in the American legal system. Because she lost. Yeah. She would have great faith in it yeah. if she had won. She also said that the uh, settlement spares her the ordeal of further litigation and allows her to finally emancipate herself from their marriage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think sure you that's... kind of emancipated yourself when you took a duke in the bed. That would end it for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it's an accidental duke, then what are you going to do? But if uh, it's an intentional, uh, ill-spirited duke, then, you know, come on. I mean, come on now. That was all part of me shedding myself for Johnny. Okay, but you're doing the laundry. I wonder if they... So, wait, you took a mega pint duke on the bed. <laughs> That should have been the question one of the lawyers asked during the trial. Harvey Weinstein was convicted on three charges of rape and sexual assault, but in a split verdict, the jury acquitted him of one other charge and could not reach a unanimous verdict on three other counts. The uh, jury convicted Weinstein of raping an Italian model identified at the trial as Jane Doe No. 1 at the Mr. C Hotel in February of 2013. The jury acquitted him of the felony sexual battery of a massage therapist identified as Jane Doe No. 3, and they were split on charges involving two other accusers, Jennifer, Jennifer Newsom and Lauren Young. The jurors voted 10 to 2 to convict him on the charge of sexual battery against Young and 8 to 4 in favor of uh, conviction on charges of rape and forcible copulation. You know, uh, everything you hear about this guy just makes you wonder how he got this power to begin with. He sounds like just like the biggest... Well, jackass yeah, bastard in the world. I get it, but, you know, he obviously knew people. He knew his way to get in. He was the gatekeeper for Hollywood. You know, yeah, but someone had to give the gatekeeper the keys. 
And uh, how I, do, I mean, how do you get to that point where you can be that evil? I know what you're saying. And and it was like Matt Lauer. Remember that whole I, debacle? Totally. Where he had like a a button that would lock the door so he wouldn't have to get up so he could, you know, do his thing. I'd, I'd like a button on my door that would prevent people from coming in. Yeah, but you know, you know what the problem with this office is? You, you need soundproof because you can hear everybody's conversation in the hallway. Oh yeah, you never make a private call in your office. No, but 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 I'm saying like NBC probably knew that whole setup and was letting him get away with it. Same mm-hmm. thing what you're saying. I'm sure Miramax and all those other movie companies knew that this guy was a scumbag, but he was making the money. So that you know? shouldn't be enough, frankly. Uh, O.J. Simpson is uh, once again denying old age rumors that he slept with Kris Jenner and fathered Khloe Kardashian, explaining the reason that can't be true. She ain't his type. Well, She's alive. Well, you see. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not his type. If, 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 she w- if I was into her, she'd be dead already. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of the uh, Kardashians, Kim Kardashian was roasted for a, re- a ridiculous outfit that she wore at Paris Hilton's Christmas party. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was roasted was when Ray J. Brown bagged the Jimmy Dean in the tuna skillet in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine. dollars just talking about that sausage the other day. Yeah. It's called <laughs> Alabama Caviar. <laughs> and Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim. Neither did OJ, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. You know. But her wizard sleeve was seeping like a rabid dog. Oh, my God. Looked like a hardened fudge nugget. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is uh, she devoured the sewer trout off the purple beaver buster. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, she went let loose on the juice <laughs> one time, too. That's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. Oh, yeah. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get now. Hey, never. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Sure, I can throw down when it's go time, but it's almost never go time. Nor am I the sort of fella that's going to start a ruckus. I really try to mind my own business and stay out of trouble. That's because these hands are lethal weapons. And you don't want to be on the business ends of these mitts when they hit you. Having said all that, it's time to look at former Patriot great Willie McGinnis, who was arrested yesterday for an apparent smackdown that occurred on December 9th at a West Hollywood nightclub known as Delilah's. In the security footage that was released last night, you see the former Patriot linebacker enter the club with a small but powerful entourage of muscle-wielding ruffians. Willie then approaches a gentleman at his table and proceeds to ball up his enormous fist and smack this guy right in the puss. That's when Willie's muscular entourage takes over with this little dust-up. The video also includes footage of Willie seemingly grabbing a bottle off uh, off, uh, something and then repeatedly raining blows upon the alleged victim's head. Since his arrest, Willie has been charged with assault with a deadly weapon, released on $30,000 bond, and suspended from his job as an analyst for the NFL Network. Now, I hate to throw speculation out there, because at this point, I have no idea what started this situation. All I can tell you is, the dude must have done something really bad for Willie to come into the club with a battalion of troops and teach this disrespectful Jack Cole a lesson. I'm sure Willie had his reasons. 
He doesn't seem to be the sort of guy who's going to start picking fistfights with random dudes without having a very good reason to do so. We just don't know what that reason happens to be. Now, I could uh, take a bunch of guesses, but for all I know, I might be next in line for a Willie McGinnis Smackdown. And like I said, with these furious fists of steel, I don't think Willie's going to want to go down that road. Not if he knows what's good for him. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What small and plastic but has the power to transform into a socket wrench set or a Yeti travel mug or a Traeger wood fire grill? A Rocky's gift card. That's what. Small piece of plastic with an impressive array of transformative superpowers. A great gift from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rocky. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611, and Tom Petty. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 39. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I'm just catching my breath. I had to run from the bathroom. <laughs> you did like a yeah. wind sprint. I'm surprised you, you're, you're, you're breathing okay at all. I've, uh, you know, and uh, doing this uh, for so long, you kind of get used to being able to do... Uh, your duties. Yeah, you got to do it quick. Don't have a lot of time. Very quickly. You know, you've been doing this, what, 20s? Well, <laughs> here anyway. Well, here, almost 28 years. And then uh, how, how much altogether? 40? <sighs> no, it's not that. It's uh, 50? No, no, no. Because that, that yeah. I'm only 56. I would have had to have started at the age of six. I, I would have to do the math. And quite frankly, I don't think anybody wants me to do that. Well, uh, Bax, it is the holidays. And... Uh, why don't we talk about anxiety? Holiday anxiety. Oh, Jesus. You like that? No, I don't really uh, <clears throat> I don't really like that. Because uh, the holidays are stressful, depressing, anxiety-fueling times. Yeah. For many of us, uh, this is an article that I uh, pulled off of uh, Lifehacker. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's got some pretty good stuff in it. For many of us, the holiday season brings added responsibilities, obligations, and the unspoken pressure of perfection, the most wonderful time of the year, can be an especially anxious time for those with high-functioning anxiety. Do you have high-functioning anxiety? Uh, actually, yes, I do. I have super high-functioning anxiety. Let's not kid, kid ourselves. It's not that high-functioning. No, it's really. No, it's. You, it's, gotta, you have high anxiety. It's functioning. It's just yeah, functioning. Right. I mean, high-functioning would be like you're the CEO of a company. Let's remember what we do for a living. Yeah, that's true. High-functioning anxiety refers to someone who appears to be managing their life very well and have everything put together. However, they still suffer from excessive worry, stress, and at times, obsessive thoughts. That's according to Dr. Amelia Kelly, uh, a trauma-informed therapist and co-author of What I Wish I Knew, Surviving and Thriving After an Abusive Relationship. Oh, I can definitely relate to that. Oh, me too. The uh, holidays can worsen anxiety, especially for those who appear high-functioning. On the outside, because of the amount of expectations and obligations that occur during the holidays, particularly when it comes to socializing and showing up for other people. You know, we talk about these parties that we go to uh, or, you know, things that you're invited to around yeah. the holidays. You feel obligated to bring something. Then you got to talk to people. Well, I don't mind, you know, I don't like, uh, I get a lot of stress with, like, uh, gift giving. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I just, I think too much about it. Not, like think about what the gift should be but thinking about how i'm going to fail that that's yeah. that's uh, that's where i go with that one you know i uh, i worry too much that i don't uh, have enough to give yeah you know like i don't do enough 
You see all, you, you know, it's, here's the problem with social media. Everybody, this is why I don't post pictures on Christmas and things like that. Because I don't want to make anybody else feel bad mm-hmm. that, you know, my kids got something and, you know, there's other people out there. Because people look at that stuff and they look at your life and they think, wow, what a great uh, what a great uh, time they're having over there. Uh, I wish mine was like that. You know, that that's kind of wh- thing. That's why my holiday pictures uh, on, like, uh, social media... I yeah. usually picture of a set of kissing balls yeah, or a nutty yeah. yule log. I'd rather go with that. And, and, and that's, you know. Or rum balls. They just posted some rum balls. They talk about this in this article. It's a very lengthy article, but they talk about social media and how you feel like you need to be as good as everybody else. But the reality is everybody is dealing with the stress and anxiety. They just don't want to tell you they are. Well, the funny thing is about uh, anxiety and depression, especially as it's, I mean, it's, it's not just holidays, but, you know, it's particularly uh, holidays because that's when everyone gets the most stressed throughout the year, is that we have a tendency to overthink how things are supposed to be as opposed to living in the moment and accepting about how things are. Yeah. And so what happens is we kind of set ourselves up for disappointment or the fear of disappointing other people. And, it, you know, the reality is you're not really going to disappoint too many people, even if you're even if your presence stinks and uh, you know who you are. Um, you know, you, we just have to accept the fact that, you know what, once Christmas is over, we're all going to move on from the disappointments of all this stuff. But we all have a, a, a belief that this is only your problem. This is only something that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But every single person you know oh, yeah. is going through their own personal garbage. And you can see it. You can you can feel it. I mean, you know, we're, we're, it's not just – it is, you know, the economy drives a lot of that stuff. Sure it Because does. It's, a, it's about, you know, wanting things and not having enough money to, you know, you, you want to make sure you pay your bills before you buy presents for people. Right. Do you buy the presents and not pay the bill? You know, that kind of thing. There's a lot of people who struggle with yeah. that kind of – that kind of thing but there's also people that struck uh struggle with you know losses over the years yeah oh uh, you know like you know people that you know either are no longer alive or you know no longer part of the celebration or you, you know uh you know families that have fallen apart friendships that have gone away i mean those are things that also add to the stress because in one sense you're dealing with all of the financial and emotional burden of gift giving and receiving but then you're also dealing with the fact that Time just goes on, and sometimes there are a lot of people that aren't going to be there with you along the way. Yeah, it's true. And or am it, I depressing the living bejesus out of you? You're depressing the living bejesus out of you. But th- 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 here's some signs of the high-functioning anxiety. Insomnia or sleep issues. Sleep is often the first sign that something is out of balance with your mental health. When our mind is racing, it can be difficult to sleep, especially if you're suffering from anxiety. How many of us sit there in bed... You know, you go to bed at a decent hour, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, three hours later, you're still wide awake because you're worried about all the crap that you went through during the day. Well, I, like a while ago, I used to have a hard time falling asleep because of the uh, the anxiety of, uh, you know, what I would have to face the following morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ended a little while ago, but, you know, for a while, it was, you know, pretty palatable. Oh. Or impalatable. It wasn't good. I, Whatever the bad one is. Were you, were you, are we referring to the same abusive relationship we were both in? Perchance. Perchance. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, oh man. And the protective order came in. And the- oh, God. 
anyhow. Anyway, uh, pervasive. Uh, by the way, the sleep thing. I don't have to worry about that because I get a great night's sleep night after night on my sleep number bed. <laughs> <laughs> Are those mattresses a little expensive? Uh, yeah, but can you really afford another restless night's sleep, Max? Guess not. Pervasive negative self-talk and insecurity. Part of uh, suffering from high-functioning anxiety is the narrative about not being good enough. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a uh, I that that. That's me. That that is totally me. Mm-hmm. That I feel like I don't do enough, or I don't, you know, uh, trying to live in the shadows of somebody who's passed on. That I right. didn't do the things that you that that were well asked of me. In in your particular case, most of your failures happen through January through November. So if you can get past that, yeah, 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 yeah. you don't have to worry about the no. The, the holidays so much. No, but 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 everybody struggles with something. I'm not being the one. I'm not saying that what I'm going through is the only th- person that deals with that. Mm-hmm. There are many different stresses. You just talked about it, losing losing loved ones, or let me losing a job. Like there's people, yeah. you know, people being laid off right now. There's people that don't have enough money for stuff. It's all of that stuff that you feel like, man, I, maybe I'm not good enough to hold this up. You know, the most important part of this whole thing is. It's like I said, yeah, everybody, and, and we're, we're talking about it, everybody you know, no matter how happy they seem, no matter how secure they may appear, we're all going through our own personal struggles, and everybody has them. Anyone who tells you that they have no struggles is lying right to your big, fat face. The problem we have is too many people refuse to acknowledge that they're going through those struggles, and they don't seek the help that they get and the problem with depression and anxiety it's kind of like uh like starting a small fire you know you got a spark you add another stick to it then you add a log then you add a couple logs all the next thing you know you've got this uh, raging bonfire that's burning out of control mm-hmm. and see that's the problem people don't necessarily think about well i'm i'm fine you know a good night maybe i'll take a bath that'll take care of it People don't always consider the fact that getting help is the best thing you can do for yourself. Not denial, denial that there's a problem, but sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself is talk your problems out with somebody else, a professional, somebody, therapy, whatever it may be. Too many people are ignoring that option, and it's absolutely the best thing you can do for yourself. And you know what's easier for a lot of people is substance abuse. Alcohol, drugs, whatever. Well, I self-medicating mean, is yeah. exactly the, the, the other option, which is no option at all. I mean, Dr. McGillicuddy is not an actual doctor. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. By the and way, the- that, and by the way, the... the- <laughs> Coming from a true alcoholic, the alcohol proof in Dr. McGillicuddy is like only 15%. <laughs> doesn't matter. You want to get something, you go for some Allen's ginger brandy or something Listen, that's going to rot your stomach away in a, in a shot or two. You wouldn't want to even reach yeah. out to the blue nun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dwelling on the past or the future. If you find it difficult to remain in the present or you're not constantly feeling nostalgic for the past, this is a sign of high-functioning anxiety during the holidays. Even uh, listening to lyrics of some of the most classic holiday songs are often focused on Days have passed or time gone by. The holidays carry a lot of symbolism and memories and can draw us out of the present. This is especially true for those experiencing grief over the loss of a loved one. Yeah. So, well, there you go, kids. That's your uh, that's your holiday anxiety chit-chat. But uh, <laughs> just know you're not the only one going through it. Yeah, everyone is going through it. And you know what? I mean, the holidays, as you get older, sometimes are not as fun as they used to be. 
And yet we all have this feeling about how things are supposed to be rather than acceptance of how things are. And some people just aren't willing to let that go. And they beat themselves up over it. Well, Got to get the help you need. Stop doing that. Yes. If only it were that it's, simple. It's easy enough to yeah. say it when you're the one still experiencing <laughs> it. Don't go to like a, like a great tactic for a therapist. Yeah. Uh, well, stop being that way. Stop thinking that way. What? Knock it off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would be the worst therapist. I'd be like, what is your problem? <laughs> Why do you come here and pay me money every week and then, uh, and then expect me to help you work through your problems? What do you expect me to do about it? Yeah. You think you've got problems. Where's your personal responsibility? It's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Get last minute. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You want know to uh, talk about high anxiety? Uh, the Hawkman is, uh, he just want all he wants for Christmas is for Bax to honor his bet. Is that asking for too much? Well, uh, that would be great if we had actually bet on something, but we bet on nothing. So I don't know what he's talking about. Um, I don't know. It sounds like uh, you guys had some conversation. We, we had no bet. We maybe, had we no under maybe, no circumstances was there any conversation about a bet. Maybe you were in a blackout from your uh you know your self medicating holiday anxiety trip that you were on, <laughs> and you were uh, you were chit chatting with nah. uh, with the hawk man, nah. and uh, you said, "Hey, uh, I'll make a bet with you." No, I see. I'm not. Uh, I, I did not. Uh, I did not agree to that. And he, and even though. Yes, sports gaming is coming to MGM Springfield. Uh, I we did not bet on anything because I would I would never bet on the Patriots blowing a game like that on uh, on Sunday against the Raiders. So he, he, all well, he wants is for me to acknowledge that the Raiders won that game. So why don't you just say that? Because I won't. Because the Patriots lost that game. No, they won by the themselves. I don't know. Officially, according to the NFL official scoreboard, uh, the Raiders won. Because the Patriots gave it away, but uh, they t- they lost. Then. Yes, no, the Patriots I t- technically lost to te- the Raiders. Yes, they lost because they gave it away. That's, that's what I'm saying. But, that, but that's still losing, and you have to admit, just admit that the Raiders won the game. I did. No, like they really they admit. won they won the game. They okay. scored a touchdown at the end after See? the Patriots made what is considered to be one of the stupidest misplays of all time. All right, now you have to wear a Raiders hat all day. Why would I put that on my head? Because I thought that was part of the bet. I don't even know what the bet is. The bet is that you have to wear a Raiders hat for the whole day. And my point, there was never a bet. This is the thing. I think there was. I think that I I, 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 I vaguely remember having a conversation on the air with the Hawkman talking about uh, you taking a bet. Anytime that he has said, you want to bet? I say... Dude, I'm not betting with you. I'm not, I'm not, don't even ask. I'm not betting with you. And it's not about him. I don't bet with anybody. You're welching on a bet. I'm not welching. A, against a quadriplegic? Oh, there oh, you go. Oh, look at you. Oh, Pulling the you. holiday heartstrings right there. Look Come at you. Come on, please. I bet you that's him right now. Oh, Jesus. There we go. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning, is this? Dale. Oh, Me and Bax could have done better. And the Patriots. Yeah, no kidding. That last <laughs> the, the guy, wait a minute. The guy with the brain injury yeah, saying brain, he could do better against the quadriplegic. Brain injury Dale and I could have could have devised a better plan than what the Patriots did on Sunday. Right, right. All right. I agree well, with you, Dale. Well, thanks, thanks for the call. Dale. Appreciate it. Yeah. Love yeah. you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. There you go. 
We have news coming up next. <laughs> it's just like theater of the absurd. We have, are these the people that listen to us? Like, are they representing all of the quadriplegics and brain dead people throughout Western Massachusetts that listen to this show? I don't know. Uh, we got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass. 631. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy. Reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. And Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. All right. Thanks, Bax. We have uh, an investigative uh, news report right now. We're going to go right to the uh, the Hawkman himself and find out what this bull bet thing was about. The Hawkman, you're on the line. Yes, sir, I am. Hello? Right. Hello? 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 All right. Hello? Uh, hello? Hey, Zach, right. be quiet. Be quiet. I can't hear anything. All right, all right, uh, all right, all right. Hawkman, tell it, tell tell us what the bet was, and when when did this occur? This bet occurred last weekend before the Patriots and the Raiders game. Was it via text or was it on the air here? It was through messaging and emails, and uh, I kept text because I'm paralyzed. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Did you get a confirmation saying that Bax was part of this bet? Yes, Bax is a part of this bet. Ah, all right. You know right. what? Well, I'm, the I'm plot thickens. First of all, first of all, I'm looking at our texts from uh, from the last couple of days, and under no circumstances, my friend, does it say, "Hey, let's bet on the Patriots Raiders game." Nothing at well, of the of the kind exists anywhere. Bax, do you do you hear yourself talking? Hello, oh, hello, <laughs> hello. I can't hear you. Hello. <laughs> All this paralyzed man watching the wear is for you to at least acknowledge the Raiders won the game. I did. Just say it again. They, the Raiders won the game. Is that going to make you happy to me? After the Patriots gave it away. Are you going to make me ask Jenny where you live and find out where you sleep to have a paralyzed man travel <laughs> the Mass Pike to wherever you supposedly live to find out where you sleep to get my money? All right, uh, I'm I'm gonna beat your ass in three days because that's how long it's gonna take me to get from where to Hamden. Yeah, well, guess what? I'll I can I can move quite stealthily in three days. And by the way, Jenny already knows where I live. Oh yeah, I gotta bring my my wheelchair charge. Hello, hello. <laughs> I can't hear you. All right, but yeah, so I, I, I'll meet you on Friday night, sir. What? What? I'll meet you at Swallow Hollow Friday night. Oh, Swallow Hollow Friday night. You better get busy. (laughs) You know know what the worst part is, Beck? He has to be (laughs) force-fed. All I want is the back to tie me up and take advantage of me. Now you're getting a little crazy there, Steve. All right, Hogman, you you happy now with his answer? I'm happy. Merry Uh, Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas Christmas to you and yours for a happy and joyous Holiday season, the Hawkman of Rock 102. <clears throat> Crazy stuff going on. Yeah, I, again, there was no bet. I don't know what he's talking about. But, uh, but hopefully that'll uh, that will rectify his uh, his anger. How about we do some actual news? Yeah.
A uh, Springfield man has been indicted for a manslaughter charge in connection to a deadly pedestrian accident on Springfield Street in Chicopee. According to the Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, 22-year-old Nazier Grandison of Springfield was already arraigned for motor vehicle homicide and leaving the scene of a personal injury crash. He will now additionally be charged with manslaughter. Officers found 34-year-old Nicholas Weichel of Chicopee dead on Springfield Street on October 8th. Police say he was walking to his car when he was hit by a vehicle driving in the wrong lane at speeds exceeding 70 miles per hour. Springfield Street has a posted speed limit of 30 miles per hour. Grandison was uh, arrested in connection with, to the accident and will be arraigned in Hamden Superior Court at a later date. Uh, good news uh, for whole, or East Hampton, anyway. A popular restaurant has reopened its doors for business, and just in time for the holidays, the owners of Tavern on the Hill were forced to close the restaurant after a fire damaged the building back in August. But after months of repairs, the anticipation is over, and it is once again open to the public. Saw the uh, news story last night. A lot of people very, very happy to get back uh, out there and enjoying that breathtaking view. Uh, you know, it's funny that now that you brought that up last week about our, the Armada's Plaza. Yeah. Like, that happened well over a year ago. And, here, and, and here's Tavern on the Hill getting their money since August. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, damage might have been less than what was going on over at the But Armada's at least thing. they were able to rebuild. Armada's is just, you know, now they're finally talking about getting, you know, getting to the point where they get rebuilt in Longmeadow. And it's Longmeadow. You would think that that, that, that you know, if you had a insurance policy in Longmeadow, you'd get your money first. Yeah, you would. I don't know. Don't get that. Uh, the Granby Police Department is warning motorists about a road closure in town, East State Street, also Route 202, uh, if you're more familiar with that, in front of the public safety complex will be closed uh, until late this morning due to a motor vehicle crash that involved the felling of several electric poles. Okay, so somebody crashed into an electric pole. The felling of electric poles? I, I guess that's the proper Is, it, is way. there a guy with a chainsaw out there chopping them down like a lumberjack? <laughs> National Grid reported yeah, some guy in a big blue bull and no one can explain why <laughs> National Grid reported on their outage map that there were around 500 customers without electricity but all that power has been restored traffic is being detoured down North Street and Lyman Streets to go around the crash area police are uh, asking to, uh, drivers to seek alternate routes I'm sure the crash is cleaned up by now it's more of the poles that need to be uh, taken care of have you seen the poles Oh, I've seen the polls. Oh, you're going to see the polls. I just watched that the other night. Festivus? Well, because it's uh, it's that time of year. Because it's the 23rd, right? We're not going to be here on no. the 23rd. <laughs> uh, I'm now getting messages from the Hawkman's mother. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think I'm in trouble with mom. Uh-oh. What is she saying now? She said, oh, you guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's gonna drive his ass out to your house. She will lay a beat down. She on you. will, and then they'll, they'll be uh, they'll be at my uh, my doorstep with pitchforks and torches. By the way, that's a dedicated mom. She will beat the crap out of anybody for her son. Actually, and, they're very nice people. And you know what? You're probably gonna get it now. Yeah, probably am. Yeah. I was on I was on the I was on the good end for a, for a hot second. Yeah, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Police in uh, Braintree have seized approximately $100,000 in THC edibles at an illegal manufacturing plant. And they're not sharing them with anybody. The Braintree Police Drug Control Unit received a tip that an illegal production of THC edibles was operating at a commercial business location on Mill Lane. Uh, police executed a search warrant at the location and located numerous sheets of THC gummies and thousands of already packaged gummies. 
Each of the package gummies, packages contained 10 gummies, with Braintree uh, Police Chief Mark Dubois stated each package can be sold online for about 50 bucks. Detectives estimated the value of the gummies to be more than $100,000. They also found 17-liter bottles that contained THC oil, with some partially filled and some others still full. Dubois said the liter of THC oil can sell for roughly $2,500 to $3,000 on the legal commercial market. Uh, inside the building, police also found a commercial kitchen equipment and commercial packaging materials. A large high-end laser printer was discovered, which is believed to use to create packages for the ed- edibles. This is quite the operation. No kidding. The uh, commercial space has been rented out since 2020, but the town has nothing on file of a business operating at the property. What's going on over there? Mm, nothing. 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 Why, is, uh, why are the lights on? Why is the electric bill $5,000 a month? <laughs> How come these infrared pictures are showing a lot of hot spots in that building? The owner was not involved, but several other suspects are expected to face charges of manufacturing a Class D drug and trafficking marijuana, 100 pounds to less than 2,000 pounds. Chief Dubois said illegally produced edibles can contain much higher amounts of THC and contain toxic contaminants without regulations in place. Well, then lower the price of them at the dispensaries, meathead. You know, that's the thing. They, everybody complains about, well, there's all this uh, black market stuff. You created that. The law created that. When you allowed people to start growing it themselves before you even had a dispensary open. Or you required them to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think was going to happen? You're losing a lot of money because this, the politicians didn't design that law properly. Well, I mean, they can always go back and, and, and fix it. But I mean, you're still gonna—you are always gonna have a black market out there that will sell it cheaper, mm-hmm. always. Yeah. I mean, I you, mean you really, if you really want to hurt them, you're gonna sell it for you know dirt cheap. But then you're gonna have you know, a, then you're gonna have a lawsuit in your hands. You know, I've noticed that at some of these dispensaries, they're selling like usually like in the beginning they were selling all these joints for like fifteen to twenty dollars a piece. Yeah. They're getting down to like three bucks. You, because they know that they can't compete with the black market. They have to lower their prices. There's no way you're going to be able to do that without doing without yeah. lowering the prices. There's a part of me that, that expects it's kind of like you ever go to like a like a pro shop at a golf course. Yeah. And they got a whole bin of range balls, you know, like yeah, you can buy yeah, like yeah. dirt cheap. Like like the, and and all of a sudden there's going to be like a bin full of uh, marijuana buds that were bought off the street. Street buds. A buck fifty. A buck fifty. There you go. <laughs> well, I remember, like in college, we used to like take the tobacco of the of our own spent cigarettes, yeah. and make other cigarettes because they were too expensive to buy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you do that. Yeah, you do exactly what you just said. <laughs> I like that. Recycled <laughs> weed you, joints. If they could figure out a way to make money on it, they would do it. Ooh, it's got a nice crispy flavor, crispy burnt flavor to it. <laughs> Uh, a, unique, a unique holiday tradition has returned to the Connecticut River to the delight of Northampton residents and travelers of the Coolidge Bridge. A waterborne Christmas tree is back for the holiday season. The creator said it's a way to spread some joy around the holidays. The and whole, that bridge needs all the help it can get. The whole concept is that through the holiday season, anyone going over the bridge looks down over the dark water and it makes you feel a little bit better, said organizer Mike Damon. Uh, the tree has 5,000 lights powered by a small generator and is only accessed by boat to be turned on and off. A small ge- How often do you have to go out there to put the gas in the generator or recharge the batteries if it's I, one of those kinds? I have no idea. 
That seems like an awful pain in the ass. What happens to just grabbing a big giant plug and plugging it into the wall somewhere? Well, you can't do that because it's in the middle of the water. It's all, it's like a floating Christmas tree in the middle uh-huh. of the water. Yeah. Ah, we get, you have somebody, but yeah, a generator goes through a f- like fuel like a you know f- quickly. Where are you going to find an extension cord that long to toggle across the Connecticut River to light up a Christmas tree? Well, there's only one place I could think of, Steve. Where is that? Well, that would be the good people in Rock Solid Service at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Oh, how about that? Oh, they got everything. And if you get a Rocky's Ace gift card, uh, you know, gift card, I tell you what, all kinds of benefits from that too. See, if you go to Bone Deep Throat and you order a uh, a, a, a extension cord, yeah, well, you they'll tell in. you it's a hundred feet, and then you get fifty feet out there, and you're like, oh man, it's too short. <laughs> they shorted me. Not the right measurements. That's right. Why didn't that happen? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 36 tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 6.53 and Hart with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Mostly sunny today with a high of 36 tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 39. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. Um, we were uh, supposed to uh, talk to someone after eight or seven o'clock uh, about an issue this woman was having uh, with her landlord up in Deerfield, but then we were just told, uh, you know, by the powers that be, that you know what, there's too many moving parts to this. Uh, this needs to be sorted out a little bit longer before yeah. we have people on talking about this thing because you you need to get both sides of it, and uh, we have we have to do some some digging for this. So. We're going to scrap that uh, after 7 o'clock. Rock 102 wants to put you in the grass all summer long at the Xfinity Theater. All you got to do to sign up to win this amazing prize is go to rock102.com by Monday, January 2nd. One winner chosen at random to get a pair of lawn passes to great shows at the Xfinity Theater throughout the summer from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. So I guess we'll just have to come up with some other drivel for the uh, the rest of the show. Dude, we've been coming up with drivel all week long. Of course, it's only Tuesday, but uh, yeah, but still. we only have one more day left after this. Yeah, this is—I uh, got to tell you, this is uh, working out in our favor, big time. Longest three-day week ever. Oh, you're damn right about that. Um, yeah, you know, I'm—I've got—I uh, don't have uh, specific plans for my time off. All I know is is that I feel at this moment I desperately need time off, and and not because of you, just just so. You know, it's not directed to her, uh, to you. It's just, it's all the other people in this building. You know, I don't mind time off, but I hate having time off at the end of the year. Why? Because there's nothing really to do. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not spending extra money to go somewhere warm for for the holiday vacation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because everybody's traveling like that week. True. I don't want to do that. I don't want to try to find airfare to someplace nice and then well, find a hotel at a ridiculous amount of money. Then uh, yeah, you can't afford that. Well, stuff. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind uh, spending a couple of days in a hotel, minding my own business, just by yourself. No, with my wife. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's just. I, I mean, I would like to I, think she would like to tag along, but uh, you know, she's got her own life to lead. Honey, I gotta get out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work out my own problems. You know, the the holiday depression and anxiety. You know how that all goes. I'll be out of Hampton Inn. (laughs) No, 
No, I think a good old uh, you know one star motor lodge would probably be my my speed. What is the uh, the one I saw over the summer when I drove out to? I think I drove out to Woodstock, Connecticut, and I was driving through Southbridge. Yeah, and it right. I, I think it's still in Sturbridge. It's the Scottish Inns. You know those. It was like it's like a chain of motels that's not very popular anymore. The Scottish Inn. The Scottish Inn. And there's one there's one in uh, Southbridge or right on the Southbridge line in Sturbridge. Now, I, I, I will say this because uh, there was Scottish heritage in my family. Yeah. Just the sound of going to a Scottish Inn, knowing how cheap those people may be, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't sound like you're, you're, you're in for great accommodations. Now, I could be wrong. Never stayed at a Scottish Inn, but I just know that uh, we are uh, historically very, very cheap people although i'm looking at pictures now it's, it's, it's seen worse it's a lovely place yeah they got uh, pictures of the uh the uh, the snack bar down in the lobby that looks uh pretty stale <laughs> well it can't be any yeah. worse than the seekonk motor lodge no uh seekonk or swansea well is it swansea in seekonk I can't remember the name of the hotel. This was going back 20 years ago. I stayed at this place. Well, the the the, uh, the Swansea Motor Inn. Is that what you're thinking about? Uh, mo- maybe it is Swansea Motor Inn. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just see because uh, oh yeah, I think that's. I don't know. They've they've redone the rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's really something. All right. Um, I think it was. Well, either way. It was one of these places that uh, the phone was missing some numbers to mm-hmm. it. Uh, there was no towels in the room when I arrived. There was uh, the the only thing they had for a bath mat was a like a it was a it was a paper placemat <laughs> that had storks on it or not storks pelicans. Yes, it was pelicans. Yes, uh, and it just said thank you on it. Like it was like it was. Somebody grabbed these. It was like leftover decorations from a from a restaurant. Yeah, uh, that they put down as the bath mat because that you know that thin paper soaks up all the water when you get out of the shower. <laughs> it was uh, it, it was only yeah. seventy two dollars for the night. Worth every penny. Couldn't beat it. Absolutely. Yeah. What a deal. It says one star in the AAA triptych. It was it was a uh, it was an attempt to visit Newport, Rhode Island. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're gonna stay outside the city. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. listen. We don't. We don't want to spend the money on the Viking Hotel. Yeah. We want to stay in the cheapest flea yeah. bag hellhole you can find. We don't like that bougie stuff. It's six fifty eight with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. This week, it's a. And now, Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Power Tool Headquarters, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I hate to break this to you, but there are people out there that are calling the Patriots uh, game Sunday with the Raiders the dumbest thing in NFL history. I've even heard some refer to that final play as being even dumber than the Mark Sanchez butt fumble, which happened 10 years ago, which means for a whole decade, no one in the NFL has done anything stupider than what the Patriots accomplished over the weekend. That is unless you happen to be degenerate gambler like Illinois car dealer million-dollar Marco Piamonte, who secured a five-game parlay that resulted in $2.8 million payout after the Patriots blew that game in Vegas. Yeah, that's right. 
The guy was able to successfully place bets on five separate NFL games, including the Raiders to win over New England and walk away with $2.8 million in his pocket. Piamonte, who has a long history of placing insanely irresponsible wagers on sporting events, is what you might call a problem gambler. Million Dollar Marco would call himself a winner. And really, that's what separates a guy like him from some dope that just pissed away his life savings on the Patriots to win. One guy's looking pretty stupid, and the other guy sells cars in Illinois. And yet, all it took was Jacoby Myers to cough up a disastrous interception to Chandler Jones for a touchdown, and all of a sudden, you've granted validation to a guy who thinks he's a genius. Not just a genius, but a genius with a $2.8 million check in his pocket. All because you decided it would be a great idea to avoid going into overtime. Folks, here we are. Just one day after the Massachusetts Gaming Commission granted a license to MGM Springfield to begin sports gambling. And this guy's winning nearly $3 million by doing something that most of you will never be lucky enough to do. Keep that in mind as you belly up to the sports book and place your bets. The more you play, the more you can lose. And no one can predict the unpredictable. Like watching the Patriots lateral themselves into a sea of total humiliation on national television. But hey, the my Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Putting a grill under the tree is like putting plates of steaks and chops and burgers and grilled chicken and racks of ribs right under the tree. Rocky's is your grilling destination. Weber, Traeger, the big green egg. Have yourself a grilling little Christmas with Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. 102. Uh, Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we were supposed to have a guest on, and then uh, we were advised uh, maybe we should uh, look into this a little bit more before mm-hmm. we have any of the players on. So, uh, you know what? That'll be something for the new year. <laughs> you know? You never yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe you're right. Either way, um, to follow up on my, uh, my cooking uh, with the convection oven, yeah, yes, they were talking yeah. about how you didn't understand the difference between convection and conventional oven, which and it, as a result of which you burned all your cookies. I burned uh, chocolate chip cookies, and I burned some sugar cookies, because I, I didn't understand the difference yeah, between well, the convection and the convention. There's a, there's a world of difference. And um, so I did, uh, I did some research on this whole uh, convection oven thing. Yeah. Now, it's actually better to cook with a convection oven if you're doing baked goods. But you need to adjust the time. So most of the recipes, like on the the Nestle Toll House recipe for the chocolate chip cookies, requires you to set the oven to 375 for 9 to 11 minutes. Okay. If you do that in a convection oven, they will come out uh, like hockey pucks. And you don't want that. You don't want that. You want nice, soft. I like nice, soft, chewy chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I uh, I talked to some friends and I was given this advice to uh, 350 degrees, 350 degrees, yeah, in the uh, convection oven for seven minutes and ten seconds. Seven minutes and ten seconds. That's very specific. Yeah. Well, it's very delicious. Too. What happens if you miss the ten seconds? Well, you take you, it out at seven minutes. You're either overcooking it or you're uh, you're and, and you got to look. You got to look. Uh, I was told make sure they're not gooey. If they look too gooey in the middle, an extra twenty seconds. It makes a difference. Okay. It makes a big difference. They came out seven ten. I pulled it right out. 
the perfect chocolate chip cookie. Really? I am not kidding you. They and all it out. took was a little bit of math. All it, well, a little bit of math and uh, a little bit of me following directions more mm-hmm. properly because I didn't follow the directions of putting the recipe together. I mixed all the things that... It says like you got to mix the flour and the sugar and all that stuff in a separate bowl. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then you or no the flour and the baking so you keep your dry ingredients away from the wet ingredients and yeah. then and that yeah, yeah right. So like the sugar and the brown sugar and the butter uh, all get mixed together. Then you uh, then you add an egg or two mm-hmm. uh, or two eggs. You know eventually yeah. slowly yeah. make sure they mix well. Oh yeah, you don't want clumpy eggs. No, no. And uh, it it came out they were delicious. I had six dozen. Really? All by myself. I, I was going to say. I in the process. I was going to say, because I don't see any uh, delicious cookies in front of me today. Well, I'm not going to bring the uh, costly cookies that I made in here to. Well, I would have given you a few bucks. All the seagulls around here with the car. It's like throwing a French fry in a parking lot. <laughs> you, ever, you ever do that? You ever throw a French fry out the window in a parking lot with oh, a bunch yeah. of seagulls around and they're all like. They're all, uh, it's survival of the fittest. Which one of them is going to eat it? Did I tell you the story that, uh, like, Jenny and I went to the beach a couple years ago? And uh, we had, like, the night before we went to the beach, we went to Theodore's and she got a bunch of wings. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I'll take some of these, you know, to the beach with us. Mm Because, you know, we got a cooler. We're going to bring food with us. Right. We go to the beach and she's eating wings. And And she's sitting in her chair and she's got a wing in her hand. And as she's sitting there, a seagull comes swooping down and rips the chicken wing right out of her hand. Isn't that a little cannibalistic? Exactly my point. Like this guy, this little uh, seagull has like like no conscience. It'll eat anything. It'll even eat its own kind. That's crazy. Perverse. It's crazy. The bird world bird. is out of their minds. I'm more uh, concerned of why anybody would bring chicken wings to the beach. Because we because she couldn't finish them all because, you know, they give you big... Big portions at, at Theodore's. Well, I get that, but it's just an odd item to bring to the beach. If you're going to be at the beach all day, you're not just bringing, like, chips and soda with you. You're bringing, you know, like, substantial food because you're going to be there all day. Okay, but here's my point. Obviously, the did the wings have anything on them? Like a sauce? Uh, Yeah. You know, they had like a barbecue sauce. Okay. Yeah. So you ever eat like a sandwich at the beach or or chips? Yeah. You ever get sand in your mouth because the sand's blowing around and uh, the sand maybe blow into your chips? Yeah. Listen, if that were the case, no one would eat or drink on the beach. But just hear me out. It's kind of like, you know, uh, foghorn leghorn being thrown into a vat of hot oil and then into the feather factory afterwards. Okay. If you're holding up a, a chicken wing with barbecue sauce on it, that's like a it's a sand magnet at the beach. You're gonna be eating nothing but sand wings. You know, uh, first of all, the wings are still delicious, sand or no sand. I'm just saying. But that was, I mean, they were not exposed long enough to catch a hell of a lot of sand. It was like in the container, in her mouth. Put the bone back in the in the on the other side of the container. I, Here, there was like a, like a, like a split second. I just think it's an odd food to bring to the beach. Okay, I mean, uh, I brought a I'm walk. Cr- <laughs> a walk. <laughs> I thought I would make a beach stir a fry. Hot, a hot plate. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I made a hot plate. Yeah, well, I wanted to make ramen noodles on the beach. I got 350 yards of uh, of extension cord. Just put it right into the wall of the uh, of the bathroom, and boom! I'm ah. I'm, I'm, I'm Making stir fries. You know what? That's a great idea. Ramen noodles on the beach. 
Who you, would, just ha- you just have people boiling the water right on the sand. I see no reason why ramen noodles wouldn't taste as delicious on a beach as they would at home. You can't have people with hot plates on a beach. It's all supervised. You know, I was in, uh, not to get off your uh, convection oven story here, but I was uh, in a local supermarket whose name I will not uh, repeat. What's it rhyme with? I'd rather not say. All right. And, you know, it is the, the holiday season, so, you know, much of their seasonal stuff is out, you know, seasonal foods, you know, decorations or what have you. Mm-hmm. This is Ames? No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going down the uh, that road with Sh- you. Uh, uh, Edwards? No. Anyway, I'm walking through the dairy aisle. Now, I like yeah. myself a good amount of dairy, uh-huh. okay? And I see a couple of things which I think, wow, that is, why would, ooh, God, why would you? Uh, I love eggnog around uh, the holidays. I'm a big fan of the eggnog. But they have all of these non-dairy options mm-hmm. for eggnog lovers. So there's like a coconut milk eggnog. Yeah. Uh, there's an almond milk eggnog and a rice nog. What? Yes, made of rice milk. Ugh. Now, I just, I, you know, listen, if, if you suffer from lactose intolerance, you have my sympathies if you have any kind of spastic colon type of thing you have my sympathies trust me on this but if there was ever a beverage that was worth the risk <laughs> you know what i mean it, it would be the eggnog i mean that that would be to me it would it's a small price to pay for the deliciousness of a good old fashioned dairy you know, spew yeah. an eggnog. I don't uh, think that people who uh, have to deal with that issue really want to put themselves at risk of ruining their holiday. This is the it's, dumps. It's, this holiday is the dumps. It's, it, to me, yeah. that doesn't ruin the holiday. You're, you're base, uh, in, in my view, you're having something delicious that only speeds up the digestive process. Uh-huh. Um, but... I, I'm not sure so much about the rice eggnog. No, that I would never. That I would never try. Well, what does it taste like? It, I mean, is it does it taste awful or does it taste okay? You know, I, I've had like the the milk substitutes, like the oat milk and the almond milk, and I'm I'm not a big fan. Almond milk, I'm not. I, I'm I'm actually okay with. I'm, I like the almond milk. I'm not a big fan. I I prefer uh, I prefer milk from a cow, preferably a cow. I don't trust creamers that don't need to be refrigerated. I don't trust that either. We have them upstairs in the in the break room. Well, because they're non-dairy. And they're like 10 years old. And yes. it says, no need for refrigeration and no expiration date. Right. So, so when the can... apocalypse happens and uh, there's a cockroach flying around, he's like, hey, somebody left some milk over here. But, oh, don't eat that. That's been there for years. But you know, those things do spoil because I've had, you know, I've used them upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I got the... The half-rate Keurig up there, and I you know, make my coffee, and then I'll open up one of the mini moves, thinking I'll I'll uh, I'll whiten this thing up. Yeah, and all of a sudden it like separates into like curds, or there's like a like a there's like a dry schmutch around the the the, the top of the mini moo. Uh-huh. And you know it's not going to be good. No, it, they're not good to begin with. Carnation's not in the business of uh, of serving up crappy products. Those are bad. I know, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, I we. Which is why I have no problem putting eggnog in my coffee. Ooh, that's something delicious. What about a little eggnog? Have you ever had any of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm, talking about. I'm not complaining about that. That's what happens when you open your creamers too fast. That's the right. 
That is right. So yeah, so so you're learning about the uh, the convection oven. Learning about the convection oven. Uh, now you got to keep the same mathematical formula in your head if you're going to roast something. Yes, and that's uh, something I'm going to do on uh, probably Christmas is roast something. Like a ham or a turkey or a, uh, like a beef? Well, I guess it's going to be depending on what I can afford and what's available. <laughs> no, it's probably going to be beef. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but As, you don't want to mess it up. That's no. the thing. I told you I did this a couple of years ago, and I didn't understand the, the convection oven thing. And all of a sudden, we, I was cooking a nice prime rib roast for a bunch of people. And... Um, even if you go low and slow, if you're not uh, pay, you're taking uh, that account, if you're not taking into account the change in time, you could still screw it up. Even if you're going like a 200 degree oven. Yeah, yeah. but luckily uh, the Hawkman gave me that uh, digital thermometer, so now I can keep track of the whole thing the entire time. Well, there you go. How about that? How about that? It's 723 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggings.com. ggings.com. I'm going back in time. Set your mental clock to a pre-COVID time. A time when you could get an amazing deal. A time before all the craziness. Hey, Brian Nero's here from Batera Chevrolet. You know, your Chevy guy. That's right. I'm going back in time. A time of deals and great prices. Get $7,500 off new Silverados and make no payments till March of 2023. What? You haven't seen savings like this in years. Nobody beats Batera Chevy's prices. Plus, get the absolute most for your trade-in. I need your car or truck and I'll pay you top dollar. Log on to BaterraChevy.com and check out the deals for yourself. Chevrolet, find new roads. Get $7,500 off your new Silverado and make no payments till the spring of 2023. Your next stop, Bater Chevrolet, where the deals just keep getting better. Eversource wants your business to reach its sustainability goals. No matter the size, we offer every business the tools to reduce their carbon footprint. Optimizing your energy usage could mean swapping dated oil and propane systems for heat pumps. This leads to increased comfort, simpler heating and cooling in one unit, and reduced environmental impact. Learn how to make your business more sustainable at Eversource.com. Orthopedic injuries don't just happen to athletes. Muscle and ligament tears can happen from a golf game, tennis match, or even shoveling snow. I'm Dr. Connor Ziegler, sports medicine and board-certified orthopedic surgeon with New England Orthopedic Surgeons. Our surgical team here in Western Mass is ready to tackle any orthopedic or sports injury from shoulders to elbows, wrists, hands, hips, knees, ankles, and everything in between, including physical therapy and regenerative medicine, such as orthopedic laser treatment and PRP. Hey, Pat. Who's on the sidelines this week? Wide receiver Devontae Parker is. He sat out Sunday's loss to the Raiders due to a concussion. His return for this Saturday against Cincinnati is questionable. Running back Damian Harris missed his third straight game Sunday and is questionable to return for this week. Cornerback Jalen Mills continues to rehab a groin injury and is day-to-day. And offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn has a foot injury and is questionable for this week. So if you're looking for the best bona fide care around, visit neortho.com to schedule an appointment. With locations in Springfield, East Longmeadow, and Northampton, our team will get you back in the game. It's uh, 726 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. You know what today is? Uh, Tuesday? It is Tuesday. It's also just a handful of days away from Christmas. But today is the third anniversary 
of Barry Krieger's retirement party. Oh, I love that. This just, is where all my jokes didn't go over very well. What are you talking about? Your jokes were hilarious. Not everybody was laughing at them. One drunk woman didn't like your jokes. I thought they were hysterical. Oh, that's right. She didn't like those. She didn't like. One person didn't like the jokes. Well, she was a treat. She was cocked and uh, had no... There are some people whose sense of humor tends to dissipate with every shot they have. And she had had like 35 shots by the time you got around to making your speech. I thought you you crushed that place. And, uh, and she didn't think that was so funny. But yeah, three years ago today was his retirement party. And three years ago yesterday was his final night on the air. Three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Damn. Now look at him. You've you ever seen a guy settle into a retirement pocket quite like Barry Krieger? Mm-hmm. I haven't. No. Never. Um, He's enjoying himself. He is having the time of his life. Uh, that's the way I want to retire. I'm telling you, he, he's like an inspiration to all of us. You know, th- those of us who are, you know, who can see the, uh, the end of the tunnel, uh, in, uh, in retirement as I'm, uh, as I am only 3,190 days away. Wow. 16, 16 hours, 33 minutes and 21 seconds from retirement. <clears throat> if you make it that long. Gr- granted, that is true. That's 3,000 days where a lot could happen in between now and then. I agree. But Barry is settling into a pocket like I've never seen any retired man do. That's like I said, that's the way I want to do it. I want to just be uh, relaxed, carefree. You set your own agenda. Eating cotton candy Eat- and making egg salad. That's it, that's, man. Uh, and soup. And, and, uh, and ripping through soup. Costco chickens like it's like it's nobody's business. I don't think he's on the Costco chickens as much anymore. He's off the Costco chicken? Um, I, I'm not going to say that uh, for a fact. I know there was an issue with the Costco chicken that he was having. I got to tell you, I'm, I got a Costco chicken last week. I ripped through that thinking it, it, I felt closer to Barry as a result of it. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll you know what? We're going to find out after the new year what's bothering Barry again. That's going to be our next monthly segment. It's 728. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Well, a plenty of sunshine this morning. It's brisk and chilly with temperatures in the 20s. But this afternoon, we hang on to the sun. The wind will be lighter. A nice afternoon with highs in the middle. And- Object to market volatility. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE and SIPC. 732. For Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. All right, you got an update. Uh, can you ask and you shall receive answers uh, from Barry Krieger himself. To be clear, I am back on the Costco chicken train, but I take my time picking one out. <laughs> Maggie and I go through one per week. He gives it to the dog? That's actually a pretty cheap meal. Five bucks a week. That's not bad. You know, uh, that's that's the whole beauty of the chicken. But, you know, how much time does he take selecting the right one? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know what, that's going to be a question we can ask him uh, during What's Bothering Barry the next time he's on is yeah. what makes the perfect Costco chicken? Because when, when I was there, like on, uh, I was there Friday, mm-hmm. Friday afternoon. When I was there on Friday afternoon, I go there and I uh, there's like 10 chickens to choose from. Yeah. And I and I and I picked the one that looked the most done. Yeah, that's that was uh, that's what I did. The one with where the skin isn't kind of coming off the chicken. I want the most amount of skin. That's the best part, anyway. Yeah, the skin is the thing that makes the, the best part. You know what tastes really good is the chicken. The whole chicken on the smoker, 
I did that yeah. over, uh, a couple of times now. You basically just stuff it with lemon and garlic cloves. Yep, yep. And then you coat the outside. I use that uh, buttery steakhouse stuff from uh, Kinder's. Yep. And then... About two hours. It's about uh, it's like an hour on uh, on low, like on the smoke, and then like another hour on like three fifty. You ever try one of them beer can chickens? No, I've heard about that. I'm, I should try that. Though. Quite good. Yeah. You you you, you drink uh, you drink like half the beer, right? Mm-hmm. And then you take the uh, the can, and then you 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 lodge it up inside the chicken's body cavity, mm. and then you put it on the on the grill, and uh, and you, you smoke it, grill it, however you want it. Comes out succulent. That sounds something more perverse if the chicken were alive. Uh, yes, and in that case, it doesn't matter whether the can is half full or half empty. Now, not drinking. Uh, can you use Seven Up <laughs> or root beer? Maybe? I, I suppose. I, yeah. I, you know, I think the beer actually probably uh, leaves a little bit better actually, taste in your mouth. From what I've read, I think you can use like any kind of liquid in there, like a water or. Anything to you know, maybe flavor it up a little bit. You could use. Well, I, at least I've only done it one way, and uh, it's always been you know half half the beer, half mm. empty, and then lodged up the. Does it matter what kind of body beer cavity. it is? Does it matter what kind of beer it is? Uh if it's a really good beer, I'll drink the whole beer. And uh, but if it's a cheap beer, I don't, I don't mind wasting half of it on a grill. Sure. I go the cheapest beer is the grilling beer. You know, every generation uh, tries to make the last generation better. Um, my dad you was the worst griller ever. <laughs> because he would get drunk yeah. when he would do it. And I told you, we had that uh, that grill from Sears Roebuck. It was the one that was uh, all cinder blocks, and it came together in a kit. And sure. And put it together, and it was actually a very sturdy uh, sturdy thing. But he would, uh, it was charcoal, uh, and he would... He would cook the chicken. He'd get that grill like the hottest it could get. Yeah. And then he'd throw the chicken down on it. And then to tamp the flames down, he'd take some of his beer that he was drinking and pour it over the top of the grill. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get those flames down. Yeah, right. And then, uh, you know, 20 minutes later, dinner would be ready. (laughs) 20 minutes. (laughs) We'd we'd all be sitting there like cutting into the chicken and it was like a, a Burnt, blackened outside and raw on the and inside. Raw in the middle. That's and then right. He would get. He would get. And then my sister would be like, eh, "I can't eat this. This is disgusting." And he would like, ah, "Gosh darn it!" And, you know, he he'd swear, <laughs> and he would uh, he would say he would uh, you know curse up all the thing, and then he would throw it back on the grill only to burn the inside of it now because it was <sighs> now cut open. All right. Yeah, he may be the worst griller ever. Ah, good times. Yeah, it is good. He only, family he only times. learned at the end. My uh, my brother taught him how to par cook the chicken. Par cook the chicken. Oh in the yeah, oven. like if you're using like chicken leg quarters. Yeah, par cook it for like twenty twenty five minutes in the oven, and then you can finish it off on the grill, so you're not trying to thing. And it and it worked worked out well. <laughs> but it was at the end of his life, and here you are, a yeah. whole lifetime of eating raw rancid chicken. Oh, I'm smoke. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not on the raw chicken bandwagon anymore. I'm telling you, I'm turning a new leaf. Yeah, chicken tartare is not healthy for you. My family will be now salmonella free. (laughs) You know, I I suffered through the blackened chicken chicken famine of uh, Don Nagel back in the 80s and 90s. See that's why when I grill the chicken, I I have like a like a like a like a two zone setup with the with the with the coals. Yeah. 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 Put it on the hot part, take it off, 
Let it uh, let it cook uh, off the off the heat, direct heat. Yeah, see, indirect method, man. That's how it works. Should have gave my dad some tips. I, if I had met your dad, and I regret that I never had a chance, I would have uh, told him how to do that. I, I often wonder what he thinks of uh, you know the things that he, that I say about him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously he's dead, and there's no response that I'm going to get from that. But right. uh, wouldn't you wonder? Like yeah, what well, people you know, are going to say about if, you if, after well, you die? I listen. I I've, I'm already quite aware of where they're going with that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's bad enough. I got the Hawkman all pissed off at me because I won't acknowledge the fact that his Raiders won. Well, I, I'm I'm along the lines of you reap what you sow. You know what I mean? Yes. If you didn't want anybody to talk about that, then you shouldn't have done all those things. <laughs> Good point. The uh, Granby Police Department is warning motorists about a road closure in their town. Apparently, uh, East State Street, also known as Route 202, that's the big one, in front of the public safety complex will be closed uh, until late this morning due to a motor vehicle crash that occurred last night that uh, involved the felling of several electric poles. Oh, it is electric pole filling season. Isn't that uh, the one you go out with the family and you tie one to the roof of the car and you bring it home and you decorate it with, uh, you know, rubber gloves and well, isn't isn't uh, conduits? Isn't the original lyric deck the halls with felled telephone poles? I believe that is. Yeah. That's what I was uh, meant to believe. Uh, anyway, uh, National Grid reported on their outage map. There are around 500 customers without electricity, but all of that power has been restored. Mass State Police arrested a man with the help of their police dogs while they were training in Chicopee. According to a news release from State Police, 27-year-old Nathan LeBlanc allegedly ran away from Chicopee police officers after pistol-whipping a victim in a domestic violence situation. Chicopee police eventually lost him behind a home on Contiki Circle. They then requested backup from the State Police canine unit, which happened to be in Chicopee training at the time. Oh, the worst day to run away. You just happened to run into a training thing from the Mass State Police. And just five days before Christmas. K-9 Ori and Trooper Ken Hanchett tracked down LeBlanc, who uh, police say was hiding in a dump truck. He was arrested, and there's no word on uh, when he'll be in court. Hiding in a dump truck. That, that's, that's very... Uh, that's, I was going to say the very... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that's very... Uh, Zokar Jarnayev type of you. Zokar! That's the one. Turn yourself in! You are an embarrassment to the entire family. I still remember that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard to forget him. When the uh, the Boston Marathon bombers were on the loose. And they found him in a boat. And then they interviewed the uncle. Johar, turn yourself in. You're a very naughty boy. You will not be invited to Christmas dinner. When I get my hands on you, I will spank your bare bottom. Come on over. We're doing Mentos and Diet Coke today. <laughs> And then lawn darts. That's a family tradition that have been <laughs> squashed. An incident in Hamden on Saturday is highlighting the importance of uh, following gun storage regulations and safety procedures. Did you hear about this in your own little uh, No. Tell me. Uh, do tell. Hamden police uh, said that a properly stored gun was left in a locked case on top of a car, and the gun did fall off the car. However, because the gun was properly stored, according to Mass Law, the gun did not go off and was retrieved by the owner. Uh, Massachusetts law states all guns must be stored in a locked container or equipped with a tamper-resistant mechanical lock or other safety device. 
Massachusetts recommends that firearms are stored unloaded and ammunition is stored in a separate locked compartment. A gun that is transported in a car is not under the direct control of the gun owner, must be stored unloaded in a locked case, a secure container, or locked trunk. Mass uh, residents must be 15 years or older to obtain a firearms license in which they are issued by the municipal fire, uh, police departments. You know, I never, I, I, I almost rarely ever leave my handguns on top of the car. Hardly yeah. ever. I mean, I'll leave a coffee, maybe a suitcase, maybe some packages, and that'll drive away. And oh boy, you know what a mess that makes. But when it comes to my gun, I always try to leave that on my body. I'd like to know more about this incident. Mm. You left a gun, even though it's in its case, on top of the car, and you don't get like in trouble for that. Well, if no one sees you do it. Well, how this is what they obviously knew somebody did this. Yeah. How would you not uh, charge somebody with that? It's a good question. I don't have an answer for you. It says because the gun was properly stored. No, it, it wasn't stored properly. It might have been in a locked box properly, but yeah. if it fell off the top of a car, that means you weren't paying attention to where it was. Well, again, Steve, uh, any any of these things can just uh, slip your mind. I guess. Uh, the pandemic put a strain on our workforce here in Massachusetts. The latest report comes from the Mass Taxpayers Foundation, otherwise known as the MTF, found startling trends when it comes to the population of Massachusetts, and they were all exacerbated by COVID-19. COVID-19 changed how many residents of Massachusetts lived their daily lives, one of those being able to, uh, to be to, the ability to work from home. The MTF turned to the high cost of housing and commuting combined with the ability of remote work as to why people are choosing to move out of the state. Residents moved out of the state in 2021 at the highest rate since 2005. Since 2021, the state has lost 46,000 residents. That's a lot wow. of residents. International migration to Massachusetts fell drastically as well due to COVID-19 restrictions over the years. International immigration was a key to keeping the population and economy growing. The workforce shortage is also increasing. According to the report, Massachusetts has over two jobs for every unemployed person in the state, which is double from just five years ago. <clears throat> so people are leaving the state at an alarming rate. I guess that makes more Massachusetts for the rest of us. Is is that... <laughs> Is that how you're seeing it? Well, look at you, well, I'm, glass hat full kind of guy. I'm just trying there. to be as optimistic as possible. Well, I guess it is to be good to be optimistic around the holidays, isn't it? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 37, tomorrow cloudy with a high of 38. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Who doesn't like screaming at 750 in the morning? Ah. Hey, uh, make sure you check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is, uh, actually, it's a repost of an interview I did uh, in 2021 in, in September uh, with Dave Wakeling in the English Beat, uh, also of uh, General Public. Check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and rock102.com. And Sunday night at 9, it's Baxi's musical Fun Bag. Do a special tribute to uh, the late Terry Hall, who died yesterday at the age of 63, the lead singer for the specials and also Fun Boy 3. Uh, big loss in uh, in the ska world. So that's uh, coming up Sunday night, 9 o'clock. Rock 102's loudest hour. It's Baxi's musical fun bag on Rock 102. I did see that. That was sad. Only 63 years old. 63 yeah. and a real brief illness. Guy, uh, specials were a tremendously great band. Uh, also, you want to talk about podcasts. Uh, Nagel Mind Your Business got a new episode going up today. What is it? 
Uh, it's uh, her name is Sarah Montalto. She's a uh, she's a, a beautician, if you will. I don't know if you call them beauticians anymore. Stylist, probably a stylist, something like that. Uh, it's pretty interesting, it, you know, getting getting into the world. There's much more to that job than what you would think. Well, I know, you yeah. know, when I go see the beautician, it's it's a it's a big deal. And let me just let me just there's give, a lot of work to be done. Let me just give you this. Uh, after after doing that interview, yeah, men are disgusting. And no you, kidding. And you can find out why in that podcast, and I'll put it up later today. All right. Uh, in the meantime, uh, now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock know. 102. I like talking over the music. Yeah, I know. It's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. Uh, clip number one. We were just talking about this. Uh, the Hamden Police Department. Uh, telling everybody about gun safety because somebody left a gun on top of their car, but it was locked, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> here is a spokesperson from the Hamden uh, Police Department, sort of, uh, giving his tips on gun safety. Ready? Okay. The important thing with any firearm is safety. <laughs> Treat every gun as if it was loaded, and you never, never, never point a gun at anything if you don't intend to shoot. And when you're drawing a gun, removing a gun from the holster... You do it smoothly and safely. And when you return it to the holster, you repeat the process. Smoothly and safely. Out, smoothly and safely. Back, smoothly and safely. So you don't just jerk it out. That's dangerous. Smoothly and safely. Taking the gun from Wait in the car. <laughs> that's a, that's what they tell the Hamden guy. Why don't you go wait in the car? Still well, one of my all-time favorite TV shows, it, and the old that, Andy Griffith show. That was a good TV show. Fantastic. I wish they would show they would show that more. Uh, clip number two comes from uh, right here at Twenty Two News uh, locally. Uh, Sierra Speller. Okay. Talking about the um, the sword fight game in Chicopee. Okay. Incident on Thanksgiving. Two teenagers were arrested after police broke up a fight during the annual Thanksgiving Day Sword Football game. Uh, what, what was that? What? Annual Thanksgiving Day Sword Football game. Sword, sword football game. You know that. Uh... <laughs> you know, I had an uncle who was a sword swallower. A swallower. Yes, a, a swordsman. Yes. He was a swordsman. <laughs> a knight swordsman. He busted his butt all night long yes, doing that night swordsman watch. I bet he did. Yeah. Uh, a sword fight? Yeah. Yeah. Draw. That's better. That was a good thing. Uh, clip number three. You ready? <laughs> yes. This is, this, is hor- this is a horrible bit. I don't know why we do this. Because. We're told to. Um, <laughs> clip number three. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to make fun of uh, the lovely Sierra Spiller. Well, why not? It's not that we're making fun of her. We're just we're she giving her sword. we're giving her advice on how to pronounce words, even though I can't. <laughs> I can't pronounce words. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I know. the first one to admit that, and but, I can't do math. But I'm not a professional news person. I'm just an idiot who somebody said, you know what, this guy might be a good idea to put on in here. He can't read, but <laughs> since we're down a man, yeah, yeah. let's have uh, let's have Steve do news again. We don't have the budget to pay anybody. That's uh, for sure. You know, 
Uh, clip number three. I, I've been talking about these uh, these PSAs at the end of the He Man shows. Yeah, you know because. Uh, they used to be on Netflix. I haven't seen if they're on there anymore. I did watch a bunch of them when they were released on Netflix, and I had forgotten that at the end of each show, they would come back with a PSA, which you don't really see much of anymore. Right. I actually haven't seen one on a kid's TV show in a long time, and here's uh, here's one of those with She-Ra, by the way. No kidding. She-Ra and I want to talk to you about something that's very personal, your body. Remember, it's your body, and no one should touch you in a way that you feel is wrong. Get anybody who tries it. It's not that easy, Orko. It's hard for a young person to admit that he or she has been touched in a bad way. If you've been touched that way, don't be ashamed. Tell someone you trust, like your parents, your doctor, your teacher, or counselor, or your minister or rabbi. Right, Orko? Right on! How about what, that? What, what, what do you do if any one of those people that you just well, listed were the I, ones that touched you inappropriately? What if they were all the ones that touched yeah, no you kidding. inappropriately? Website, I mean, there's a, oh, bounce. hey, I got the, the, the ad going here. Uh, yeah, what, what, what if they were all involved? Yeah, in like what they're all was, taking their chance what at if you. What was some kind of uh, rabbi, minister, parent sex ring going on? <laughs> but uh, you know, you but know, it's, it's good advice, though. Good but, advice for the kids. But they, But again, they used to do that. That was the end of... I'm, I'm, it's only my favorite Different Strokes two-part episode because it was it was the guy from from WKRP Gordon Jump, Gordon Jump. was uh, was in it and it was just odd to see him oh he's like oh it's a guest star he's guest starring in the uh, yeah the Different Strokes yeah, episode but he's guest starring in a very special Different Strokes a very special Different Strokes he had Different Strokes in mind when he was uh, playing that part where where. He invited Dudley and Arnold back into yeah. the back room of the bike shop. Should have called them Dontley. Yeah. Who wants to watch cartoons, eat ice cream, and uh, look at nudie mags? I will. Set you up for a bad afternoon. No, but then uh, then uh, Conrad Bain at the end of the episode came on and, well, he appeared on television. Yeah. And he, uh, he explained the PSA. Uh, talk to your children about uh, who they're hanging out with. And don't take ice cream and watch cartoons, even though it sounds fun as hell. Um, aren't you the guy that went to a playground and picked up uh, two young boys to adopt out of nowhere at all? That is kind who's, of not. Who's the creepy one in this situation? Well, no, he the mother died. The mother died, and that's why Mr. Drummond, you don't remember that? Listen. And he promised her because she was his housekeeper. He was a man of means. And then along come two that got nothing but their jeans. But they got different strokes and jeans. Different strokes and jeans. Different strokes to move the world. It's 7.57 and that's now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.11 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 37 today. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of 38. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, We haven't done this one in a while. Well, we did it last week. It's but it's been I, at least seven days. Am I the a-hole? That's what um, we're doing right now. There you go. Right in time for the holiday season, too. Am I the a-hole for canceling my girlfriend's Christmas gift and not buying her another? I, 27, have been with my girlfriend, who's 25, for three years. She is absolutely wonderful in every aspect, aside from when it comes to getting her gifts. She always always snoops until she finds out what I or her friends or her family got her. Okay. It's very frustrating because I put a lot of thought into those gifts, and I'm always excited to see her reaction, but I can tell she's just pretending to be surprised. 
This year I made her a promise not to go snooping for her gift or else I would get her something small. She promised and I went all out. Now, she's very into makeup, but uh, has it all on a small coffee table with a hand mirror. I wanted to get her a bigger space to work, so I found her a pretty pricey vanity with a mirror built right into it. That's a nice gift. Very thoughtful. Absolutely. Uh, It wasn't breaking the bank, but it was definitely more than anything I had ever gotten for her before. I had ordered it a few weeks ago. Last week, I caught her listing the table for sale and asked her what she thought that was about. Uh, Uh... or asked her what that was about. She said she wasn't going to be needing it for much longer, and I immediately knew she was snooping. I was so angry, I canceled her gift. I was It was supposed to arrive yesterday. I suppose when uh, I suppose she saw it when she was snooping, too, because when no package came, she asked me about it. I told her what I did. She blew up, called me selfish, and told me to get out of my house, my own house. She kicked him out of his own house? She's never acted like this before, and I was very taken aback. She said she's just curious by nature and has anxiety about what gifts she's getting and needs to know. She does have problems with anxiety, so I understand where she's com- coming from. Did I overreact? No, I don't think you did. Actually, I think he did. What? I think he did kind of overreact. He overreacted? Well, they're both overreacting, frankly. I mean, okay, she's got anxiety. I can kind of uh, I can understand that, but... Just because she's figured it out doesn't mean that it's no longer a good gift. I think it's a very good gift. Yes, but if the gift giver is the one who wants to make it a surprise and doesn't, you know, leading up to that big day of Christmas morning when you're all opening the gifts and you're like, what could it be? But does that discount the thoughtfulness of the gift, even if she figures out what it is? If you made a deal saying, this is what's going to happen if you snoop, and you found out, I would definitely return it. Steve, what are you, what are you, 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 you're just born yesterday. Even you have to know that any promise you make during a relationship, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing is set in stone. Everybody is going to keep snooping. Are you sure about that? Yeah, she'll snoop forever. Uh, the, oh, somebody chimed in and said, uh, you, you're not the a-hole because she shouldn't be snooping. This is exactly what I'm saying. I wonder what else she's been digging into your private life. Ooh, that, oh, there you yeah, go. That's Make them a little paranoid, too. Well, uh, listen, Where I, there is no respect, there is no trust. You reap what you sow. I, I understand why the guy would be angry. I would be angry, too. Yeah. That's why all my uh, Christmas gifts are delivered here. As opposed to the house. But nevertheless, I don't think it's worth canceling the gift over. Uh, seriously, when I read snooping, I assumed asking questions and pressing for answers. Going through someone's personal devices behind their back is completely different. That well, is that I'll agree c- with. kind of a violation of a privacy thing. I would agree with that. I don't go through people's things. I have a hard enough time going through someone's purse. You know what Before I mean? Before or after you've stolen it. No, I'm talking about like, uh, you know, if I know something is in said purse, Mm -hmm. like let's say a set of keys or something like that, I will go out of my way to ask and make sure if it's okay that I go in there and get those keys because that's your personal, I don't know, that's just your personal items. Yeah, I I don't have any reason to think you're hiding anything from me, but that's your possession. If I've been asked to find something in a purse, I always just, I just, I, I don't even look inside the purse. I just go by the feel. Yeah. These feel like keys. Well, I'll like, grab those. Looking through a phone. I mean, like, would you, you know what I mean? You, you might no. you might be able to have access to something. You, you know, a code to the phone. Yeah. 
You don't go looking through it. I mean, I know my wife's code, but I, I, I never go looking through her phone. Because there's no reason to. No. There's no reason to unless she told you, hey, can you go into my phone and look through, uh, yeah. you know, this whole thing? That's it. Yeah. Get this, nothing to hide, you know, okay. wide open. Yeah. I, 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 I think he's in the wrong, this guy. <sighs> All right. Okay. Well, All go. right. All right. Uh, here's another good one. Uh, am I the a-hole for not wanting my husband to go to his ex's funeral? All right. All right. I'll admit I'm biased right off the bat. I couldn't stand her. I call her his ex to myself and others. He called her his friend. We're all in our early 40s. She died recently from an aneurysm. I've been with him for 10 years now, but he'd known her for 20 plus years. The way he tells it is they were friends in college, decided to date, got married, then they realized they weren't a great couple and decided to just be friends. All that happened years before I met him. He was clear early on that she was, quote, important. A couple of months into dating, it came up that his friend was actually his ex-wife. He explained the above to me, saying she was one of his closest friends and that it was purely platonic. I expressed some discomfort at him being so close to an ex, and he told me that's fine. If you have a serious issue with it, let me know now and save us some time. I'll choose her. I like you and all, but uh, I've known her for over 12 years, and she's one of the most important people in my life. You'll have to be okay with that if you want us to be a thing. Now, whether now already so far, whether you agree with him or not, he's being honest and he's being forthcoming with his information. True. When we were engaged, I asked again. He gave me this perplexed look, like, uh, and asked why? Why would us getting married affect my friendships? I sucked it up and went along. I resented every moment of knowing her, especially when we had to be social. She understood some part of him I couldn't. Her husband was friends with mine as well, so it's not like I could use him as an angle. He'd have lunch with the ex. They'd go to their geeky movies and whatever. The few times I brought it up, he said, We had this conversation before. You had your chance to back out. She died after they had uh, lunch the other day and was on her way to her car. He spent a bunch of time crying, but honestly, I was relieved. He was working with her husband on uh, funeral planning. I told him, you don't think you're going, do you? My argument summed up. She's dead, so she's not a factor anymore. He doesn't get to use this she's my friend excuse, and she doesn't exist anymore. He had his cry for a couple of days. He gets to be done with mourning her already. There's no need for him to go to her funeral since I wouldn't want her at this. He was the angriest I'd ever seen when I told him that, replying that uh, he'll be going no matter how I feel and that he's willing to burn this to the effing ground while holding up his wedding band. Besides you, she was the closest friend in my life. Him, her, uh, him, her husband, and my sisters are calling me an insensitive a-hole over this, all saying that there was no romantic aspect to their relationship and that I am heartless. Her husband went so far as to calling me a ghoul for how I've reacted. I've never felt their relationship was appropriate, and I hid that for years because I wanted to be with my husband. Now that she's gone, I don't feel like I should have to hide it anymore and can speak freely. Am I the a-hole for just wanting to be uh, done with her uh, and for him not to attend the funeral? I think I speak for nearly everybody on the planet Earth when I say, yeah, you're kind of being the a-hole. I mean, first of all, your insecurities aside, I believe it was the Spice Girls who once said, if you want to be my lover, you've got to get with my friends. If you want to be my lover... You got to get with my friend. That's Make right. Make it last forever. Friendship, Friendship never, never ends. ends. That's exactly what the Spice Girls have all taught if us. If you want to be my lover, you have got to give. Taking it, it too easy. That's the way it is. <clears throat> down, 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 down. 
I like that. Tell one. me what you want, what you really, really want. What I really want is for the segment to be over so we don't have to talk <laughs> about it anymore. But uh, what I really, really want is, uh, you know, th- he, he's right that he was honest from the beginning yeah. in this whole thing and says, listen, if you can't handle this, let me know. Let me know now before we go any further. And I think that's fair enough. And this whole thing with her is about her own insecurities about herself, not about his friendship with this woman. Right. And it's and and it's really not about whether his friendship with the woman is right or wrong, because he's being honest saying this is how it's gonna be. Yes. And you don't need to go with him. If he's going to be, you know, around other people who've been involved in his own personal history. Yeah. You know, this is about your problem, not about his. The people uh, chiming in. I can't believe what I just read. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, I, I was gobsmacked, too, when she uh, said relieved. What an absolute heartless and downright cruel Yeah. I think it's B-word. might be time for that dude to start seeing other people. Yeah, probably. Well, there you go. It's uh, your last Am I the A-hole of the year. It's 822. Until until we run out of material and have to do it again tomorrow. Well, if we have to do uh, open line Wednesday all Wednesday long, we can do that too. Then we will. Yes. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Mostly sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 38. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you have uh, someone in your life that's a fan of bourbon, barbecue, or blues music, Mm -hmm. uh, join us Saturday, February 4th at the Delaney House in Holyoke from 6 to 9 for bourbon, barbecue, and blues. And eating a great food, smooth drinks, and excellent music from Neil and the Vipers. For tickets and information, go to rock102.com. Makes a great holiday gift. Imagine uh, having that under your tree. I would love that. Sure you would. Bourbon, barbecue, and blues, February 4th at the Delaney House. From Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Lotus Bath and Closet, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I'm going to go shopping today. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not doing, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing uh, like no shopping other than, you know, online. Uh, like yeah, okay. all, all online. So uh, I did a lot of online shopping. Um, matter of fact, feelgoodshoplocal.com. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. But I also hesitate and I uh, wait until like the very last minute where now if I like try to order something from Amazon, right. it ain't going to get here in time. There's just no way in hell. I absolutely have not been to a store on Christmas Eve in years. Well, I'm not going on Christmas Eve. I know, that's but some a, but some people drag their heels yeah. long enough where that's the only choice they got. But uh, the other day, I went out. It was Sunday afternoon. I had the uh, the kids with me, and we were we we didn't have to go to Walmart, but we drove by the Walmart. Mm-hmm. The line in traffic on Route 20 in Westfield was backed up, like uh, you know, probably I would say a good third of a mile with traffic just to get into the Walmart. Like, the traffic was backing up in the left lane. Yeah. Why would I want to go in there after seeing that? I don't know. To me, uh, you know, procrastination you know, is only going to hurt you. That's, I know. That's why. I know. It, and I'm, 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 I'm dreading it already. I know. I have to go out and get these few items that I need to do, and uh, luckily I'll be down at the Riverdale shops later Sim- this morning. Simplicity. That's That's what I'm dealing with this year simplicity trying to streamline the holidays as best i can 
Is that so? Yes, because I think it makes sense. You know, why why put myself uh, through the torment of trying to jam everything into like a 48-hour span for, for, for a Christmas gift? If I haven't bought your gift now. You're not getting one. You're probably not getting one. Yeah. Or I'll see you in a week. I'm a- and then I'll go after Christmas. I have poised myself to make sure that I don't have to buy gifts for all of these people. Yeah, right. You know, I was uh, I was doing that uh, for many years. Like, you know, oh, I got to get this guy, this lady, I gotta, yeah. you know, whatever. You got to, like, take care of people. You know what? Just my mere presence is a gift itself. Jesus. Listen to you. Don't you think? Yes. My time talking to you mm-hmm. is a gift. I mean, you've got uh, you've got kids, right? Kids, mm-hmm. you got kids. All mm-hmm. right. Well, those should be the priority during the uh, the holiday season. Yeah. You know, uh, the extended family, uh, cousins, friends, yeah. friends of friends, friends of cousins, cousins of friends. They don't need anything. You know what? I've been so proud that I have not done in years. Huh. Christmas cards. I haven't sent the Christmas card out in years, and I feel. No guilt or shame as a result of it. You know what? I uh, I stopped doing that after my uh, my wife passed away. Yeah. Because uh, we used to do, you know, it was always a funny Christmas card, you know, with the kids choking each other. Oh, or, yeah. You know, it was all kinds of, you know, funny things. And uh, the idea that I had, it's, lo- it's long gone now, you know, because it's, it's like you have to strike when the iron's hot, you know, with, with sure. the joke. And the joke would have been uh, the three of us uh, sitting on a, a couch – with all sad faces, holding a picture of my late wife and the dog and the mother-in-law who all died within a span of three months with each other, and just write season's grievings right on the bottom of it. And I ne- yeah, it never it's materialized. Not, right. It's it, not hilarious anymore. It nev- well, because it's like, yeah, well, you know, the, the grieving window is, you know, it's like it's only open a crack now. You gotta, you gotta. You gotta, you gotta move close on. Close that at some point. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's irrelevant at this point. You know, <laughs> like, like I said, you got comedy is is you you gotta yeah. you gotta do the bit right when it happens. I mean, in spite of the lifetime of scars <laughs> that, that that it all leaves. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's all yeah. about the timing. Yes. It's <laughs> eight thirty. News is next. To Rock one oh two. Here. <laughs> 8.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Listen, uh, what I'm about to tell you may make us seem like we're just a bunch of jerks, but it's all in good fun because we're all in this business together, aren't we? Yeah, we're all in it. So uh, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I see this guy on here. Uh, can we mention his name? Yeah, I don't see why not. His name is, uh, is Chris Kellogg. He runs another radio show somewhere in town. Yes. Right? And uh, he likes to put up questions sometimes on his Facebook page in order to engage his listeners. That's how he does that. Yeah. He's a topical uh, starters. Uh, and when I, <laughs> when I scroll through, I say I see his name, and I see him post... There's a huge pile of Christmas cookies in front of you. What kind are you grabbing first? So you and I discussed this, and we came up with large portions of your audience. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're uh, 
were a couple of dicks, but that's funny. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. grabbing funny. first. Those are the kinds of Christmas cookies. The cookies that keep on giving. The ones that leave a bad taste in your mouth. It feels so good going down the cockles of your heart. Now, meanwhile, uh, he's he's staring at a bunch of cookies that we're not staring at. So what does that tell you? Well, and uh, nobody loves us enough to bring us cookies here. Well, let's go send our you know, in. let's go send listen, our producer. I got to tell you, between making those cookies last night in the convection oven, yeah, and then um, well, let me see. hold on a second. Let me just see a response here from the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. We'll we'll talk about that one. <laughs> uh, between the cookies I made last night, the yeah. cookies I made Friday night. The cookies that we had here last week, the Mrs. Fields that uh, Dave Miner sent over. Yeah. And then what else? we had other stuff here. Too. Oh, we had the Christmas party. We had all that food. Then we had... Uh, yeah, Judy Matt came in here with a smorgasbord of food. Judy Matt came in here with stuff. And then uh, hey. somebody... Oh, uh, oh uh, Mike Ostrowski uh, brought the, uh, the those custards, those uh, the Portuguese custard things. Right? Yeah. And then uh, I'm gaining weight. Again, you should, Steve. You no. look like a, a guy who's got like a no, tapeworm. I've uh, I've been really happy that I was down like I've been down like forty pounds since. Uh, since okay, like, so since now you're down by thirty six. It's okay. No, it's not. Yes. No. It's just that there's so much sugar and there's so much right. there's, there's so much to eat and what it's you, like you can't stop eating it. What do you want? Someone to show up here with healthy snacks? No, please. I don't want that either. I just I just want to not be around. The delicious and stuff, but we still have the whole weekend to get through. I know. I mean, but I would just like to see someone show up here with a, with a platter of exotic meats and cheeses or uh, like dip. I like dip. You like dip? I love dip. Well, dip would be good. That's like uh, it only murders in the building. Oh yeah, Martin, Martin Short, Short is loves he, dip. He's nothing eating nothing but dip <laughs> because he can't afford anything else, and he gets it for free from the dip guy. Upstairs. Yeah, right. Is it a dip guy or a deli guy? I think he's a deli guy. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, how about we do some news? Ah, please. The uh, Agawam Fire Department is working on putting out a hose. For, uh, a putting ho- out the hose? A hose fire on uh, 38 LaCroix Drive in Feeding Hills. Don't you mean a house fire? Yes, it is a house fire. Uh, that's just the information I'm getting. 22 news crews are at the fire and can see extensive damage to the house caused by the fire. We will update this story as soon as we have uh, more information that becomes available. Oh, wow. I hope everybody's okay in that one, because that looks... What do you see in the sun? That house is destroyed. The whole thing is completely uh, charred. So, um, Ooh, jeez, yeah. yeah. Hopefully everybody's okay in that one. Uh, Springfield man has been indicted for a manslaughter charge in connection to a deadly pedestrian accident on Springfield Street in Chicopee. According to the Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, 22-year-old Nazier Grandison of Springfield was already arraigned for motor vehicle homicide and leaving the scene of a personal injury crash, he will now additionally be charged with manslaughter. Officers found 34-year-old Nicholas Weichel of Chicopee dead on Springfield Street on October 8th. Police said he was walking to his car when he was hit by a vehicle driving in the wrong lane at speeds exceeding 70 miles per hour. Springfield Street has a posted speed limit of 30 miles per hour. Grandison was arrested in connection to the accident and will be arraigned in Hamden Superior Court at a later day. Uh, you like edibles? Uh, sure. Police in Braintree have seized approximately $100,000 in THC edibles at an illegal manufacturing plant. The Braintree uh, Police 
drug control unit received a tip that an illegal production of THC edibles was operating at a commercial business location on Mill Lane. Police executed a search warrant at the location and located numerous sheets of THC gummies and thousands of already packaged gummies. Ooh, I'd like to be in charge of the evidence locker there. Now, suppose you gathered that many gummies because you were going to give them away uh, like in a holiday gift basket. Yeah, uh, we could do that. That would be a, that would be a good gift get, basket you know, to get. You know what people are doing um, at Jack and Jill's? What? In the last couple of years since marijuana has become legal in the state, people have been putting together gift baskets worth of weed. Oh. It's actually not a bad idea. I told you last week at the Secret Santa party, I got a $25 gift card from my Secret Santa for, uh, for INSA. That's very thoughtful. Yes. Isn't that nice? You know, it used to be considered uh, to be like an inappropriate gift to give it a workplace. But now, with it being legal here in Massachusetts, I think for a guy like you, that's a very thoughtful gift. A guy like me, and it's no different than people uh, giving bottles of booze back and forth to each other. That's what that's what most gifts are yeah. at holiday parties. I got an, I, I gave uh, I gave somebody an Amazon gift card. That's the that's the best I could do. But at least your gift card that means something. Listen, a gift is a gift. Whether you give somebody an Amazon gift card, they can now go buy whatever the hell they want. They don't have to rely on you trying to figure out what they want. Oh, yeah. I would be happy with a gift card. Like that's like I'm not. I'm a very practical person. Most of the things that I want, I just save up and buy for. Yeah. I don't really go out of my way to go, oh, I hope somebody buys me this. No, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. If I want something, I'm just going to go out and buy it. I'm yeah. not going to tell somebody, hey, uh, Christmas is coming up. Why don't you give me something like this? Why don't you get me a new smoker? How about that? That's I, 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 don't, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need that as a gift. I don't, I don't want elaborate gifts. How about dignity? You need dignity. Well, I mean, I, I used to have more of it, but uh, I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit down. Lost a whole bunch of it this year. I've been stripped of my dignity many times. I've lost uh, 40 pounds of dignity right here. And here you are, worried about five pounds of dignity. I know, I know. Gaming regulators awarded MGM Springfield a sports betting uh, license on Monday, giving it the green light to hold in-person betting sometime early next year when the industry launches in Massachusetts, making it the second casino in the state to secure a retail sports wagering license. All right. There we go. But the road to approval has not been a straightforward journey as officials have faced setbacks and pointed questions from regulators. The casino missed an important application deadline last month and faced delays in approval two weeks ago after the Mass Gaming Commission pushed off a key vote. And even with the unanimous vote to hand MGM Springfield a sports betting license, Monday's hearing was no easy task for the handful of officials and lawyers who showed up to argue in favor of the casino. Regulators focused on the lawsuit the casino faces, disappointment aired by Springfield politicians last week, and the relationship between MGM Springfield and BetMGM, an online sports book that has been selected to provide many of the wagering services for in-person betting. Uh, gaming commissioners delayed a December 7th vote after deciding MGM sports betting license application did not sufficiently answer questions about BetMGM's technology and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but as I told you, the time is just a matter of time before this gets all resolved and they'll get their license. And, and turns out they, I was right. They're facing a lawsuit uh, of allegations of discrimination and report allegations. Yeah. And so they have to deal with that as well. It's just like any other business, I guess. It is. It you is. Know, uh, having to deal with all kinds of stuff. What else is going on? You got anything else over there? Uh, there was a big uh, earthquake in California today. Earthquake? Earthquake. The comedian? <laughs> yeah, no, not 
not that earthquake. Look, it was like a like a six point something magnitude earthquake. Where is that? Northern California, six point four. Uh, aftershocks expected. Uh, they're not expecting any uh, you tsunamis or anything like that. But six point four, that's a pretty big one. You know, that's um, that's one of those things that uh, is eventually it's going to happen. Like the big, big one. The one where California falls into the ocean. The ten point oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, like years ago, a friend of mine was living in in, uh, in in Los Angeles, and he was on the phone with me while an earthquake was going on. That was wild. And he stayed on the phone the entire time. I'm surprised the phone didn't go out, but there's like sixty thousand, sixty eight thousand people that have lost power. Yeah. At three a.m. Can you imagine three o'clock in the morning? You're you're sound asleep. Boom. You're being hit with a six point four magnitude earthquake. Three o'clock. The whole day is shot. Yeah, you can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. I remember experiencing an earthquake years ago. I worked in an office trailer over in West Springfield. Yeah. And I thought at first it was somebody that was working in in that was in the rail yard. It was that somebody working there was doing something to the outside of the building, like shaking it, like uh-huh. like like pounding their fist, you know, cuz that's what dudes do at work. They pound their fist against the wall sometimes. I do it here every day. I know the plenty of people hit their head against the I, wall. I did it for six and a half months. And I <laughs> and I haven't suffered CTE yet. No, just yet. P, just PTSD. Yeah, PTSD every day. Uh but uh yeah, I thought it was somebody messing with it. I didn't realize it was an earthquake and then you come to find out it was like a four point something. Yeah. This was going back like twenty years ago. It was like a four point something. I'm like, wow, I experienced my knowingly experienced my first earthquake. Yeah, remember that one that uh, that happened and uh like the three of us were at uh at Six Flags? Ironically, we were on the tornado. Yes. Riding a raft with our bare feet pushed up against Greg Neffinger. <laughs> which, which may have been the biggest natural disaster that it had struck in a month. It was the weirdest situation to be on a raft on that tornado ride. Yeah, and uh, there's an earthquake going on. adults. Y- yeah, and you... It, one of which was hyperventilating out of total fear. Well, that was... Uh, that's... That none that don't concern me. No, it didn't. That, concern. That's, you know, when you say things like that, that's my Kermit meme drinking tea going, that's none of my business. <laughs> yeah, no. I, wow, that I'm was my funniest one. joke of the morning. That How was, about that? I know, yeah. I know. Well, that's going to go in the promo right there. <laughs> I would I would have... I would have thought the uh, the basket of cookies question would have gone in. Well, that 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 might go in. Well, I don't know if we can promote that on our radio station. We'll have to talk to the boss about that. Hey, look at the time. We're all out of it. It's uh, going to be sunny and a high of 37 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. We... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 852 and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be nice today. I'll tell you about the weather. It's uh, going into, go, do you have something to talk no, no, about? No, 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 no. Are you sure? Yeah, no, no, I'm fine. All right, just to give you a little update on a couple of things that are going on this morning. Uh, Chris Kellogg, the other radio host in town there, 
yeah, put up I'm, a thing on uh, on Facebook, and he always tries to you know get people to engage in conversation so he can have things to talk about on the air. Sure. Whereas we just go, hey, well, uh, what do you got? I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> we'll do something. <laughs> Uh, and he writes this thing. It's you know he puts one of those colored posts up on Facebook. You know we, with, with a background, background to it. Yeah. It's a purple background that says there is a huge pile of Christmas cookies in front of you. What kind are you grabbing first? And I was the first person to answer after Bax and I discussed it. That says large portions of your audience. <laughs> he actually liked that. He liked he, he liked that he one. Did really like that one. I so was, he's got a good sense of humor. See, that's what I'm talking. I would have thought he would have put that little crying emoji on no, there. No, 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 no that's, that's good. A, yeah, a little sad face. Yeah, that kind right. Of thing. No, he's got a good sense of humor. He's a, he's, he's a, just not applying it to his radio right, show. Right, a good sport. And then we were also alerted to um, <clears throat> that the young boy on uh, on. Well, West, go go back a, a little what? bit earlier because you did the uh, the one audio clip on yeah, now hear so, this. So back uh, back in uh, now hear this last hour we did the clip and it was uh, Sierra Speller from Twenty Two News, right? Who was talking about the uh, the shooting that happened or the I don't some kind of fight that happened at the Chicopee uh, sword fighting game. That, that's it just, it just, it's just the sword game. The sword game. They, yeah. they they call it that over in Chicopee for the big Thanksgiving day, and that, that was the incident. Well, she pronounces it sword. Sword. Like a sword fight. Yeah, sword. Like I'm going to have a big platter a of sword fish. Fight. And then we're, then we're now, then we're alerted to an hour later about, unfor- listen, this is nothing about the house fire that's happening in Agawam right now. But it was about the reporter who was reporting on the house fire who on Licory Drive, who kept pronouncing it Lickery Drive, <laughs> until somebody finally f- corrected yeah. him because we went back and looked. And he's now pronouncing it Licory Drive, but he was saying Lickery. Yeah, right. For a good half hour before somebody said, "Hey, it's Licory." <laughs> so then uh, we figured, "Hey, you know what would be perfect? A sword fight on Lickery Drive. <laughs> we should get these people together." Yeah, that's, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, you get yeah. the... You get the uh, I don't even know if these two know each other. They should know yeah. each other. They <laughs> should get... You know what? Sometimes sitting down sitting down and sharing ideas is how the world that's, progresses. That's, that's, and we all learn from these kinds of things. Now, I tell you about my misspellings. You tell me about your misspellings. Yeah, and, to, and together we can place. work on correcting our misspellings. And that's what makes things so wonderful that would be the ultimate christmas miracle <laughs> now what are we doing with this big pile of uh, of christmas cookies uh i don't know i <laughs> we're gonna enjoy them we're gonna enjoy them after the show ain't that yeah, the truth that's right it's uh 856 with bax and nagel on rock 102 new england patriots football every game every 